0: You're listening to the Irish Times Worldview Podcast.
1: Derek, what's the mood of the country? Um, Predominantly fears of immigration.
0: Yes, uh, it seems that that there's been huge dissatisfaction with this current government. It's a grand coalition, centre-right, centre-left, social democrats and conservatives for pretty much 10 years, since 2008. And what's happened now is the... Um the immigration question, uh, the refugee question has really acted as a catalyst, um and the government is basically running scared. The Freedom Party, the, is now the largest party. They're opposed to all kinds of, any kind of immigration. And the government in the last couple of months realized that that was going down well with the voters. Austria, you may remember, got 90,000 people last year, which uh, you notice in a country of 8 million people. So the government performed an about-face and suddenly took a, a tough line on migration. But voters appear on Sunday to have said, well, why would I choose the copy if I can vote for the original? And what um, no, Hofer of the Freedom Party is very much the original. He's one of the key ideologues in the party behind its uh, anti-migrant course.
1: Yeah, uh, Hofer has... Re- taken 35% in in the the first round of the presidential election, uh, putting him into the second round and now facing off against Alexander van der Bellen, uh, a a former Green who got uh, 21%, is it? And the two main parties, the Social Democrats and the People's Party, uh, are off the ballot paper for the second round.
0: Yes, this is what people are saying. It's sort of an earthquake almost, that sort of the political middle ground, the centre, the two traditionally largest parties that have governed in Austria pretty much since the end of the Second World War have just been annihilated. Um, Now, of course this is a presidential election as opposed to a parliamentary election. So many people have said, well, the voters are using this as a referendum of uh, dissatisfaction with the government. But um, the Freedom Party is euphoric. They're saying this has changed the, the post-war order in Austria. And um, their their proposal, so Austria first and Muslims don't belong to Austria, is now the mainstream. And their, their challenge now is to build on that in the coming month and then ahead to... Uh, parliamentary elections which are scheduled for 2018 but the way things are looking many people are now talking about them being brought forward to next year so you would have a very uh, serious vote there on how a country at the heart of europe feels about uh, political mainstream answers to today's challenges
1: now talk to me a bit about norbert hoover uh what sort of a politician is he and what sort of a party is he leading
0: well, it's quite simple. He's the type of person Austrians can imagine being president. And um, the Freedom Party is led by a man called Heinz-Christian Strache, who I've uh, met several times and watched in action. And he goes down very well with a certain type of uh, Austrian voter. He's, um, he likes lots of gel in his hair, sunbed. He, he likes uh, simple uh, simple banging on the table sentences. Mr. Hofer, and that, that goes down well with some people, but it, it, it scares off a lot of other people. Mr. Hofer is a far... A calmer individual, um, he, he carries a walking stick after a paragliding accident in his youth And um, but behind this calm exterior he's very much, he's an engineer but he's he's also as, as hardline as anyone else and he, he just has found a way of packaging it in a way that appeals to more people than Strache could ever appeal to. Strache is basically an advertising man, he, he's, a, he's a great snake oil salesman, his critics would call him, whereas Hofer is, is more respectable but he's made no doubt that, you know, look, I opposed Uh, EU membership for Austria, I would put up walls around Austria to stop migrant flows from the Balkan route. And uh, on election night, he said, you'd be amazed what's possible if I become president, which um, struck fear into the hearts of of Austria's political mainstream.
1: Well, will the the Austrians actually vote for him in the second round? Presumably, uh, van der Bellen will will pick up a lot of uh, supporters who, who are scared by this.
0: Yes, it's a bit like the situation when um, Mr. Le Pen uh, of uh, the Front National in France got into the second round of the French elections and everyone then, whether they liked it or not, had to rally around the alternative. And Mr. Van der Beeren is a left-wing Liberal green professor and um, 72 years old, um, kind of, he looks the part, but he still looks a bit shaken that he's actually made it so far in this campaign. All the other parties, the centre-right and the centre-left government parties have said they will support him. But so far in the the two days since the um, result, uh, we haven't really seen how they're planning to support him. They're still uh, licking their wounds themselves. So they have a month to turn this around and um, Mr. Van der Beeren will be the alternative for, let's say, the, the other Austria that is shocked about the notion of a Freedom Party, left wing, a right-wing extremist uh, president. Um, but um, the Freedom Party is hoping to capitalise on the, the non-voters. 40% of people didn't turn out to vote in the first round and they think that they can actually win over the non-voters to their camp and say, listen, that's the establishment candidate. The establishment has gotten Austria into a mess, particularly on migration. Vote for the anti establishment candidate, get him into the Hofburg Palace, and um, anything could happen after that.
1: Well, you were talking about the elections, which may, may be as soon as, as next year. Would would uh, a president have a particular powers in relation to forming a government uh, when when that election happens?
0: Oh, definitely. Um, the, the Austrian president, while he has a representational role, similar to Ireland and many other countries in Europe, he does have the power to dismiss the government and some people have said in their nightmare fantasy that um, that if Mr. Hofer got into power he could actually dismiss uh, the two the grand coalition of centre-right and centre-left it's, it's, on the on one hand it's unlikely but he could just subtly start to undermine the government and present himself as the alternative. Mr. Hofer already um, uh, late last year, he joined the Freedom Party in filing charges against Chancellor Werner Feynman of the Social Democrats, charging him as an enemy of the state for leading Austria into this um, migration crisis. So he's a very creative man, and um, he seems quite happy to be the front runner for the Freedom Party. They seem to have found an alternative to Mr. Strache, who, while very effective, he's a very divisive figure, whereas Mr. Hofer uh, wants to uh, cut, a, cut a more modest, um, moderate uh line as a as a, a walking stick carrying president and but he seems to have great things and great things planned if he gets into the Hofburg in a month's time.
1: When we saw the rise of Haider back in, in the, the late 1990s, initially both the uh, Social Democrats and the People's Party said they wouldn't coalesce with him under any circumstances. The position is, is that uh, the Freedom Party has now already surpassed the vote that it got uh, at that time and in a, in a general election could probably exceed uh, 35% uh, of, of the vote. Does that mean that there is a real prospect of them being in government?
0: Yes, this is the issue, because uh, of course back then the Freedom Party was the junior coalition partner, but if the opinion polls from today um, would be reflected in an election result, and we should point out opinion polls in Austria have an unhappy history, nobody saw this uh, result for Mr Hofer coming, so opinion polls are always slightly questionable, but if the Freedom Party uh, opinion poll support was translated into parliamentary elections, they would be the one doing the bidding, they would be asking for a junior partner, a Social Democrat or a Conservative People's Party to join them and they would be dictating the terms. Uh, whether or not the two smaller parties at the moment with about 20% of the vote would be in a, t- in a position to dictate the terms of anything remaining mm-hmm. to be seen. And uh, already in both parties, uh, the Social Democrats and the Conservative People's Party, there's talk about we need to get rid of our leaders, we need to re- regroup, rethink because uh, the political centre is, um, is breaking away.
1: Um, But would either of them actually share power uh, or support a, a government from a minority position?
0: At the moment, the leadership in both parties are saying no, but um, there are many people sawing on the chairs of the two leaders, so the two parties could look very different. Uh, It's the People's Party who worked with uh, the Freedom Party in the past, um, but in some of of Austria's regions, even the Social Democrats is working with the Freedom Party. Now, of course, in Vienna, they say things are different and uh, national politics isn't local regional politics, but... um, yeah, we've seen in the past that taboos have been broken in Austrian politics, and uh, what seemed like a, a blip in 2000 has now become um, has has now the, the model has now spread out across Europe. So, the notion of a right-wing populist party heading into government, uh, particularly with the rise of uh, Marine Le Pen, is now long, no longer as unthinkable as it would have been um, a decade and a half ago.
1: Thank you very much, Derek.